What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. I'm not going to take a super long time on the intro just because I'm excited about the topic. This is the first mm-hmm. turkey hunting related podcast of the 2020 year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here with Troy. Uh, from now, deer season officially over. It is February the 3rd. But do you ever quit thinking about turkey hunting? I don't. I but don't. I can tell you how everybody else was thinking about it. Just the other day, I was sitting at the house, and you saw the post, because I think you said something on a couple of them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I just started posting a bunch of stuff with turkeys' pictures and over-the-shoulder stills from our video, and just started throwing a bunch of stuff out yeah. there, and people were like, man, quit it, man, quit it. You're driving me nuts, blah, blah, blah. And, it's, and just like today at lunch, I go to see a friend I hadn't seen all deer season. And I've talked to him on po- on, on text and right. about deer hunting. But I walked up to him, and the first thing he says was, you regular turkey hunting? Yeah. And deer season had been closed three days. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm like you. Like, I think I, I never really stopped thinking about turkey season, but you hit this point in the year where the rest of society grants it okay for you to start talking about it again. So, like, up until now, yeah. I just kind of keep these thoughts to myself. Yeah. After 4th of July, it's okay to start thinking about dove season. Yeah. Kind of like turkey season. <laughs> <laughs> except, so, except it's 110 degrees so i got a i got a plan kind of um like so next week especially because next week we'll be getting ready to go to nwtf mm-hmm. so next week obviously will be another turkey episode i want to talk about we grant it always happens this time of year we get a lot of like gear related questions mm-hmm. so just kind of preview for next week next week we're going to go pretty hard on turkey gear yeah like stuff that we use and then some new stuff that we got for the spring um but this week i want to just kind of like bringing it back i want to bring the focus back to the spring turkey and it may be february the third and we may still be some place some places are still two months away but it's officially time to start thinking about turkeys in my mind i figure out a way to get on that plane with will lawrence and his daddy Mm -hmm. they they going to hawaii go turkey hunting yeah 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 when you do that like early march yeah, about the same time you do Florida, somewhere around that world. I've had, I've known people to do it, but. I've had some good friends that went. I said, it's, it's, you know, you hunt Rio Grande's. They're transplanted turkeys from Texas and Oklahoma, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the NWTF, and a lot of people did a lot of work to get those birds over there. And they say it's pretty neat hunting them in that lava rock. It's pretty, pretty cool. I've seen videos from it. I've, I've talked to people that have gone. Uh, it's definitely on the list of places I would like to go. I mean, it's well, Hawaii. Who wouldn't want to shoot a turkey in Hawaii? Well, you know, I'm telling you how you do that, man. I know you're not married yet, but you go ahead and talk to your daddy and the tag and your mama to Hawaii. You just kind of slip right on in there. You, <laughs> you, you be the middleman that puts the whole trip together, but somehow in there you add a little turkey hunting in on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And your mama can sit on the beach and drink mint tulips, and you can yelp. Yelp to a turkey. Sure. I mean, that's what, I mean, it would be hard knowing that it's like that over there. It would be hard for me to go over there and not try to turkey hunt. You know well, what I mean? Well, and that's true. And you, you, it's, it's the thing that's amazing to me, and you, you hit on it just a second ago. The NWTF convention is coming up next week, and we'll all be there. And that's kind of like the kickoff to turkey season. Mm-hmm. But with organizations like them and DU and Delta Waterfowl and all these organizations and volunteers that that put the sweat and tears and hard work into getting turkeys to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Now, who would ever dreamed let's go put some turkeys in hawaii and see how they do yeah and they did great yeah. and, and actually there's some great hunting in hawaii a mm-hmm. lot of people don't know about well that's it you know, there's yeah there's several stuff because it's funny you should say that like before it was honestly before i knew about the turkey hunting over there uh my family like just kind of softly approached the subject of trying to go on a vacation to hawaii this when i was younger and i was like 
they got some kind of access deer over there you can bow hunt mm-hmm. but they shot me down on that like pretty quick <laughs> good hog but, hunting there's a lot of yeah, good hunting they got a, upland hunting over there that's right good uh, bird hunting and then you go fishing then you sit on the beach and chill out yeah yeah you do that's the um all the pretty much from what i understand like all the all the turkeys in the turkey population in california got tra- or like transplanted rios too mm-hmm. if i'm i think i'm mm-hmm. correct on it that. is yep yeah, I've been blessed to kill a couple of them in California. I remember that. Ago. I remember. Oh, I remember that one video with you and Chris Ashley. Me and Chris, yeah. yeah. In the almond orchards. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know there were that many flavors of almonds when they get done with them. But that guy sent us home with like a case of almonds, and I ate almonds until I started sprouting almonds out of my ears. Man, it was incredible. <laughs> but fun hunting up there. Same thing. Organizations like NWTF and yeah. volunteers coming together, and with landowners saying, "Hey, we we would love to try this project on our place." And now mm-hmm. there's. Goodness gracious, I can't remember the number of states, but you can hunt turkeys just about in every state of the United States. Yeah, you sure can. It, it's it's like funny. You were talking about earlier about you seeing your friend in, in the restaurant and saying you're thinking about turkey hunting. I had more than one person send me a Snapchat this morning, and like one of them was like a picture of a sunrise, and it said, I would gobble. You know, and the <laughs> yeah. other one was like, anyone yeah, gone yeah, listening? Anyone thought about going listening yet? I'm your like, your yeah. mindset changes. It, <laughs> it really does. The official shift. It used to shift the fishing for me way back when I was really young and started turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I really started turkey hunting when I was about 12. Uh, my daddy didn't turkey hunt, and mm-hmm. we were in a hunting club in Alabama, and there was a, a elderly black man that that hunted with us. He actually ran out. He PK'd our dogs is what we called it. He was the dog man. Gotcha. His name was Slim, and uh, punched the name Slim. He was tall and thin. Right. But turkey hunted in the spring and nobody in that club that we hunted in it's just a bunch of cajuns from down home in louisiana they were all commercial fishermen just like us and mm-hmm. springtime you you had your boat on the shipyard and you were getting everything ready to get ready for trawling season in may right and uh i came up to the hunting camp to to do some fishing and got invited to go squirrel hunt i mean uh turkey hunting yeah and i was like turkey hunting i did it once before with a friend of my dad's and it was like down in St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana, where right. there really wasn't any turkeys, yeah, and, and if yeah. there were some, they came and walked out in the pasture, and you shot them with a rifle. Yeah, that was turkey introduction one to me, and I was like, I don't know about all this. Yeah, not and the anyway, same thing. Yeah, really. anyway, and this man introduced me to it, and then back in those days was when you know Wilbur started the truth about hunting, and he had all these people that were were jumping on board Ben Rogers Lee, and then man, that bit me like mm-hmm. bad, and. I learned the old way of turkey hunting. Sit down, yell two times on the box, put the box down, Stay and quiet. don't move. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to this day, still try to do that sometimes because I can't get around like I used to. But that's where my introduction of it came from a from a man um, from Alabama who would you net you would never if you looked at him today you would think I wonder if he's got any land I can turkey hunt on rather than saying I wonder if he'll go turkey hunting with me or if I can go turkey hunting with him. So, <laughs> and it it bit me bad. It yeah. really did. And I think that came from me from the the duck calling world growing up duck hunting and, and calling ducks and really? knowing how to use duck calls and because the mouth call to me wasn't intimidating it was, it was i picked up on it right away and i yeah. thought i could do this mm-hmm. i heard the first first person I ever heard do it was ben rogers lee then it was preston Pittman, and when i heard it when i heard it for the very first time i was like mm, i got to figure that out and uh-huh. i and i think i can and i and i did and i figured it out in such a way that it, it became fun, but it also became a thing for me that I wanted to, I wanted to master it. Yeah. And. Uh, Do you remember like what was the the first one you tried to blow? You remember what it was? 
I think it was a perfection call way back when, but I, I yeah. do I do know it was it had lead frames. It was made out of lead frames, yeah. the old lead frames. I remember you tell you talked yeah. to me about that before. It was old lead frames, and you know the first thing I did was try to figure out how to yelp on it. It was too big for my mouth because I was a kid, mm-hmm. so I took it all apart and looked at it, and I got a Dixie <laughs> beer can and made my own frame, <laughs> and took that latex, which back in those days wasn't latex. Well, it was. It was condoms. Took them out of there and made it myself, and it didn't sound great. But I made it to where it could fit my mouth and I could learn it. You made some kind of turkey sound. Yeah, and then after that, I started yelping on a couple of other calls. And then um, Pittman, Preston Pittman, one of his calls that I started, I really started yelping on back in the day. And uh, it, 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 it's amazing that how that whole industry that we're in now and how the, the mouth calls and the way they're made and people are trying different things. Because back in the day, we didn't try a whole lot. Yeah. We didn't try a lot of cuts, didn't try a lot of different combinations of reeds versus latex versus yeah. condoms and versus prophylactic or whatever. But There probably wasn't that many just not that many people knew there about wasn't. that. It was there just wasn't. like a, you blow this reed, you know, there and you wasn't. make a turkey sound. You had Danny Golvis, who was really, really good back in those days. Uh-huh. You had Preston Pittman. You had Troy Wheat. You had Ben Rogers Lee. You had Will, who was com- coming on underneath all of them, in the, um, which he started in the 70s and, and mm-hmm. really got going good, strong in the in the 80s. Um, and now, man, it's – it's There's a lot. Oh, friction calls. From friction calls to mouth calls, the, the whole pot call world, and you, you would attest to this too, you get to the NWTF convention and you've never seen so many different <laughs> types and styles and makes of, of glass or slate calls yeah. when we say pot calls, and it's amazing how many people – get into building those things and, and they're fun to build and you can make the sound that you like and yeah. like what you want to hear well like we were uh you know i mean not that i thought i was any sort of mouth call expert but just working up here and being around mouth calls as much as i did you were a great caller you just needed the right call they, well that took a lot of help from you well but but you knew you 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 got you got that musical ear and a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. because you're 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 an artist you can play a guitar you play the drums you can sing you play it in the church so you have that tone in that ear some people don't they never get that yeah. tone and that rhythm and you got it I appreciate you just that. needed the right call i appreciate that well, well in don't finding tell, just that, don't tell will that <laughs> one of his calls <laughs> in, find, in finding that right call you know, I figured, you know, I was like, I, especially because this wasn't that long ago. This was like two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah. And uh, I was like, as far as styles of cuts in a mouth call, I thought I pretty much knew what was out there. And we were in uh, Florida a few years ago. And uh, this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, man, I just, he, he wanted some help blowing a call. Right. Or like, you mean that, you know, he said, can I, you know, kind of tell me what I'm doing, kind of help me. I'm like, yeah, pull. he pulled this mouth call out, and it. I was like, what in the world Looked is like that? like you got hit with a weed eater, didn't I didn't it? know. I'd never <laughs> seen anything like that before. Yeah. He's called it like a, I'm probably, called like a pineapple cut or mm-hmm. something. I was like, what is that? You know, he sounded good with it. I just had never, I didn't got even know. Got three points in it. Didn't even know yeah. it existed. I was like, okay, fair enough, pineapple cut. Well, a, a turkey mouth call is no different than a, than a saxophone or a clarinet. I think we've talked about all this in the past. It's a reeded instrument. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get that air across that reed, everybody's mouth shape's different. Everybody's different on the way they, they, they would try to yelp. And even if you play clarinets or saxophone, I had a friend of mine in high school that I went to school with. He was an incredible saxophone player. And he would get different sounds based on the reeds that he used yeah and he had he had bamboo reeds he had mylar reeds he had plastic reeds he had he had all kind of different reeds to get different sounds and and as i grew old and got into this business coming from the duck call world growing up as a kid i realized man it's amazing what you can do with a turkey call based on 
the reed itself because mm-hmm. that is where the sound's coming from. It's all mm-hmm. about vibration and air control and airflow. And once you get that air control and understand it and have somebody that can work with you, if you're fortunate enough to have somebody can work with you with a call and look at you and listen to you and tell what you're doing and say, I know it will probably get you to the next level, and then we'll go from there. Right. And it's hard for the consumer to do that because they're yeah. buying a call off the shelf. But uh, in today's world, too, and the way we're building calls is – a lot of that guesswork has went out of the window now yeah and we know kind of what what makes everybody sound close to really really good and making them feel like they got confidence in the calls that they're using what i tell people normally is like if you want to get you know if if you're serious about wanting to get better at you know just a mouth call i said go and find you know because each of you know each even even us we have it where it's not like the we'll have kind of a what would you call it? I guess like a different lines of mouth calls, mm-hmm. and so you can find one that are they're not the most. They're on the cheaper end, but they still have the different types That's of cuts. Right. So I say go get a bunch of those cheaper kinds with the different types Play of with cuts, them. and just fi- you figure it out. Play like, with them and find which ones which ones close and gives you the the ease of knowing mm-hmm. that I can make this call do a few things that I want it to do, and then find the next step up with the same cut in it. it may have a different a little bit of a different stretch, but or different whether it's prophylactic or latex it may be made a little bit different but the same cut for you yeah. because that's all about airflow and where that air is coming across them reeds yeah because how many times like nwtf i'm sure you know it happens a lot uh how many times you had somebody come up to you and say what call are you blowing i'm trying to sound like you mm-hmm. and i'm like you might but mm-hmm. this call that this style call that i'm blowing might not work for no, you no that's true you and, and, and case in point is will pretty yeah. much you can take 10 calls and lay them on his desk, and we've all done this before in the <laughs> past, especially when back in the late mid to late 90s, uh, early 2000s, actually, when we were doing the signature series of calls. Yeah. And everybody had a call, and we built a call to make to fit everybody and, and their need and to be able to sound the way they want to sound with confidence. Mm-hmm. And you'd put 10 calls out there for Wilbur, and you could, you could yelp on all 10 calls and sound pretty much different on every one, but you'd give him the will, and he sounded the same on every one of them. <laughs> and then he'd look at you and go, you just don't call right. Everybody's different in the way Wilbur yelps. I'm not saying Wilbur's don't work because he's killed day running ton of turkeys. Oh yeah. And it doesn't matter what it sounds like to you or me. It matters what it sounds like to that turkey. But you got to have confidence yeah. in it. The first time, like the first spring, I was working for Primos. I was with Will in Missouri, and uh, we I remember just, that we were walking around an afternoon, kind of prospecting, and he had some mouth calls that he'd been tooling with, and he said. He said, I'm going to blow on both of these. You tell me which one sounds better. And he went to blow, and he said, which one is it? I said, honestly, and this is, I did not know Will, you know, well. Like I said, this is early. Yeah. I said, honestly, Mr. Will, they sound kind of the same. And he went, you sound like everybody else. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and he used to hate it when we'd go sit in the office and we'd go through, you know, we'd every week we'd or every pretty much every day, but sometimes three times a week, um, we'd go do that in his office, and we'd sit down, me, him, Jeremy, and Chris, and, and we'd go through all the the new calls or the batch that was built that week to make sure the specs were still right. Right. And he would just sit there and go, "You, you, you just, how do you sound different on this call and this call?" And I, I said, <laughs> he said, "You're just not yelping right." And I said, "Okay, well, sure, <laughs> sure." <laughs> oh gosh. But you you made a comment earlier about you know getting ready and, and next year the gear and stuff like that. For me, people always ask, me, "What do you do to get ready for turkey season?" And for me, it's just going through the motions of trying to find all my stuff <laughs> yeah it's a lot especially when you've been deer hunting a while yeah, you gotta yeah, like yeah. you gotta completely you gotta take it's like you have to take deer season you have to pack it away yeah 
and then you have to unpack turkey over. Un- physically right. and mentally. You got you got to start getting your mind. right. I got home the other night. You know, after I left y'all last Friday night, uh-huh. and y'all were still hunting for a couple of days down at Roseland. And I got home and unloaded all my stuff in the garage. And the next morning, Belinda woke up. She says, "Did you come back from a garage sale or something? What is all that?" Is that? All? I said, "That's all my stuff that's been at Cotton Mouth." That's for my life for the past. <laughs> yeah, that's it. My my. Yeah, the the guest bedroom in my house right now is a disaster area mm-hmm. because we had such a quick turnaround. You know, I just kind of went, Whoa, just yep. threw it in yep. there. It's bad. I got to deal I'm, with it. I'm excited point. for turkey season. I'm excited for this season. Very for, much for so. the plan that we have already in place and some of the things that we're going to do different. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're going to hunt them different. We're just going to we spend a little bit more time. Last year was a tough year, Very. as was deer season this year, but. Mm-hmm. What I'm excited about is some of the states we're going to, some of the places we're going to, mm. and the friends that we're going to see, um, but how we're going to kind of stretch this into uh, not only TV, but some really good, fresh social media stuff that's yeah. going to be fun. And we'll talk about that more. Yeah. We can talk about that yeah. more in, in great detail as we get closer to it. Like I said, this is kind of like a tur- like a general bring it back to turkeys episode. You know? I'm trying to remember last year, was it February 10th? It was some 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 morning you went out and listened and you you told me the date. I'm trying to remember. Was it after NWTF or before? I want to say it was after, but it was like right after. Yeah. Because it was early. I was fired up because I heard a turkey. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it was kind of like one of those things. It wasn't far from the house, and the weather actually looked decent. And I was like, you know what? If I don't hear a turkey, what's it going to hurt? So I just went out there and he was golfing. I was like, okay. <laughs> like somebody giving you tickets to the movie theater. <laughs> oh, I got, got, got movie tickets. I heard one. I heard one. <laughs> and then the first thing you do is you ride home in your truck and you you get a t- phone call from your friend. He's like, "Hey man, where you been? Uh, just woke up. Yeah, hey, you don't, don't tell don't. nobody you heard a turkey. No, you don't. Uh, Turkey's gobbling already. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I said stick to the outdoor channel. You can hear them all you want. <laughs> I'm 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 fired up about it. Um, it happens so fast, and turkey season's kind of like elk season for us. It, yeah, it, if, it really is. Yeah, if it was a three-month season like deer season, it would kill us, <laughs> literally. Um, True. And and thank God in deer season, you know, we kind of spaced it out a little bit. It's a busy time of the year, but turkey season can be it can be haunting. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I do to prepare for turkey season is from now till turkey season, I try to get as much sleep as I can. Yeah. Um, and knowing that turkey season it's kind of like deer season at cottonmouth we made the little implement we set forth an implement of not spending a lot of time hunting in the mornings mm-hmm. until late season right and but turkey season you don't just not say i'm not getting up tomorrow morning no. you might you might not go that afternoon but you going in the morning no that's what i told i was talking to somebody about that today and i said i was like look man because again at the, the primo's office right now everyone's already starting to talk about oh, turkeys yeah. and so we were talking about it and he's saying something about and i can't remember what he said but i was like man i'm be honest with you it's if i'm home and it's turkey season like i'm going hunting yeah. somewhere yeah. i don't care if it's raining i don't yep. care if i'm sick i don't care if the spot i got is 20 <laughs> acres and it's a clear cut i'm going Even if turkey you just hunting. drive up in the truck roll the window down and listen roll the window back up and go yeah to i'm to some extent i will be trying to hunt a turkey yeah. i just can't not do it that whole what's the uh quote i think it was red beard uh said you know they called it a disease you know, it's like, it I, can't, I can't, you know, I mean, I can't not go. What do you want me to do? Stay at the house, wake up, think about all the turkeys I missed out on? Ain't going to happen. Or or knowing that they're gobbling where you, uh, you know. Yeah. To me, it's, 
I don't know. I tell people all the time. You have folks ask all the time, man, especially first-time hunters. All right, I'm, I'm just getting into this. And, and actually had a couple of people do that last year at the NWTF. There was a lady and her husband, and she was the one that was fired up on it, mm-hmm. like super fired up. And money was not an object to her when it yeah. came to what she needed, what she had to buy. So I kind of got her the basics, got her set up, and the husband's just sitting there forking out twenty dollar <laughs> bills like candy at the here show. You, go, you know, here you go, here you go. So lo and behold, in in April they sent me an email because I gave them my email address and all my information. I, I want to know what you're doing. And they're from Tennessee, and she okay. killed her first turkey. And yeah, what's well, a good man, spot to just, be if you're trying to get into it? Just reading that email was like it was a documentary. Yeah, I mean, you literally, I'm sitting there thinking, how can I go with this now? How can I take this and put it on video and share it with somebody? It was that good. Yeah, just envisioning what she was hearing and seeing, and coming from somebody that's never done it before, and for me and you and everybody else that's turkey hunted a lot, I've, I've learned to do this a little bit more now that I've gotten older. I slow down a lot, but I pay attention to a lot of the other things. Mm-hmm. And she was soaking everything in. Yeah, every bird, and not just the turkey. She heard everything, she saw everything, and she smelled everything. And to me, that's that's the thing about turkey hunting. If you, if you miss that, you've missed the true journey. And and, yeah. and and if you go after the destination, then you'll you'll never like it. You'll be like some of those people that go out there that don't turkey hunt and tell you, hey, every turkey hunt's the same. They yeah, all, they look, all the same. look the same. Yeah, I have. I have never met, never been on one turkey hunt that was just like the other. No, I've never met, I've never tangled with one turkey that acted mm-hmm. just like. That's the other. why they got names. <laughs> Well, that, like, that, some of them we can't mention that's part no <laughs> that's part of why i like taking new people as much as i can because yeah. i like watching them experience that yep. you know and you live vicariously through them oh for sure and, and there's things that they'll pick up on that you'll miss because we'll walk right by it oh yeah that like i tell you were talking earlier about you know your introduction to turkey hunting mm-hmm. this is a story that i don't I haven't told a lot, not for any other reason. Like, I've told the story about killing my first turkey with Keith several mm-hmm. times. But um, when, I've t- when I tell that story, you know, sometimes, I don't say I, I won't say I always leave it in there, but I say that, you know, like, I, I turkey hunted pretty much a full season before I met Keith, mm-hmm. and he got me that first turkey. That whole first season was me, like, just trying to figure it out the best I could at a very very young age you know so when i say trying to figure it out i mean like i'm like an 11 year old kid that's addicted to turkey hunting videos and uh so there was a family you've met them the mahaffey's oh yeah so they're still very still very dear friends of mine um there was daniel who's my age and there was david david was younger than us and then there was uncle robbie and uh, that's where i was at their place when i heard the the first time i ever heard a turkey gobble was was standing at their farm and that whole day, like I, I st- we, we didn't kill a turkey that day because I can't tell you how many, j- just that day included, I can't tell you how many days Uncle Robbie toted myself and his two sons into the woods. That's four people, one adult, two kids under the age of 15. Tur- turkey hunting. <laughs> turkey hunting. Fishing's bad enough. You, you want, taking them turkey you want to talk about some patience? Yeah, I, exactly. I, we, me, I was talking to David the other day. We were talking about that. I said, how did your dad ever put up with us? He should have put y'all you, turkey vests on backwards and strapped y'all to the tree. Can you ever, I can remember <laughs> I can remember one morning. Because he had, I mean, he had to have known, you know, the chances of us killing something were so slim. Because us three knuckleheads but the challenge was around. Worth, the challenge was oh, worth the yeah. reward to him. That's, yeah. And we all need to look at it that way. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. That's why I look, look, some of, those are some of my favorite favorite times it really is that's what i was just telling my buddy at the restaurant i was talking to he's got a little girl named lily well she's killed some turkeys before yeah. but you talk about a little girl eat up with it she absolutely yeah. <laughs> eat up with it 
and and is a good little hunter too and if you do something that she thinks ain't right she'll let you know about it (laughs) i remember i remember this one like it was yesterday like uh it was it was spring break and all of us were fired up because we had more days to hunt than just saturday because that's usually what we what we had you know we Mm -hmm. usually would either have all day saturday and we maybe could squeeze in a quick hunt on Sunday before we got back to church. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first hunt of that morning. And it was breaking day. There was turkeys gobbling. And like you should like it was Uncle Robbie. And then they, we were all in the line, sat down on those trees. Me, Daniel, David. We all had turkey vests. We all had them pockets stuffed with so many turkey calls. I remember that was when, uh, um, what slate was it? I had. One we had here? Yeah. yeah Power Crystal? Prob- yes. Yes. And. And Uncle Robbie goes, all right. He said, well, he's whispering, but he says, all right. I know y'all want. I know y'all all want a call. Get it out of your system. <laughs> so we, <laughs> y'all sounded like it. a flock of seagulls coming out of the <laughs> And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, Uncle man. I mean, that's a that's me, and that's why I look back at it, and I just, I just, I have such fond memories of that because I mean. He could have, Uncle Robbie could have been like, you know what, I'm going to take these kids one day, and then I'm going to go myself, yeah. and I'm going to try to kill a turkey. But no, he hauled us down there more times than I could count. Well but, worth it to him. That, yeah. that's And that's yeah. that's not being selfish. Now, the one, no, that's the that's the definition of selflessness. Uh, uh, the the funny, or one of the funnier stories, it's funny now, it was not funny then. Uh, we, you know, because despite, the, you know the parade of of young kids we had through those woods we actually got into some turkeys and uh one day I, I cannot remember exactly how we found this turkey but we found a turkey gobbling in the middle of the day you mm. know so automatically you know you find a turkey gobbling yeah in the middle of the day. robbie's probably thinking y'all go to the truck i'll be right back <laughs> but we uh no 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 i tell you what happened we were sitting there and we had like just kind of we wore out we were taking a nap and someone we wake up and Uncle Robbie, hit, he had a, a box cutter at the time, a mm-hmm. box cutter. He yelps, and turkey, and it's like noon, you know. And at the, t- at the time, again, I didn't know how. If were you all all asleep? Because if, if you all were, I would have never woke you up. <laughs> we were all up with a turkey gobbled. But any, you, know, you know how it usually goes. When a turkey that gobbles a in the afternoon, usually it starts happening. And this turkey is coming. Like even in my young age, I remember going, they're coming. The turkey's coming because he's just steady getting closer. And then the thought crosses through my head now, you know, we're all sitting there like probably all three of us would have yeah. been shooting at that turkey. Who's <laughs> going to shoot first? Who's going to shoot? But, I mean, that turkey is there, like fast approaching. And then they had the we were probably in the woods probably 80 yards off of a big field that they had leased somebody to farm. And that turkey, I'm talking, I can hear his chest rattling when he's gobbling. Ooh, that's when they're close. And then all of a sudden, I hear a Kubota tractor crank up in that oh, field. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, and God. That, that How many was, times does that happen? That was all she wrote. That was the <laughs> – never heard nor saw that turkey again. Did y'all ever go back after him? Yeah, but, you know, I mean – I'd it, have been skipping scrubbing looking for somebody to check me out. That, and that's kind of – that's – to me, that's what gets me now, especially for us traveling. Yeah. And you go somewhere and you're there for like five days and three days it rains, but the two days it don't. And on the fourth day, you find them where they're at and you get on them and you think, boy, if I had one more day, I'd kill them. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I pushed it like last year. I went hunting one morning and we had to leave. I think we, we had to leave for somewhere. But there had been a turkey that I'd been on like two days in a row. And I was like, I've got on to On your try. place? Yeah. 
I was like, I, the I think same place. We, we, we were probably going to Texas or something. Probably. But I, I was like, I've got to give him one more try. And I had literally like 20 minutes to hunt, and I had to leave. It didn't work. I didn't kill him. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> for me, and, and you, you get all the questions about turkey hunting. Everybody's questions are all built, based around what to do to, to kill more turkeys. And then we're actually going to do a seminar mm-hmm. at the NWTF this year. Um, they wanted us to – she asked if we would do it on – how to kill more turkeys but i i thought it would be interesting to do it on the the mistakes that we turkey hunters make because <laughs> we all do oh yeah uh, and and the ones that make the same mistake twice are the ones that hadn't learned the first time uh, which is me and you and everybody else oh, yeah. um but i think that's going to be fun it's in and being able to hear from other people that's what i love about those seminars and the way we do them at the nwtf is it's everybody's involved y'all walking around together and having a good time mm-hmm. and laughing and joking and you know jimmy i told jimmy the other day because he's a part of that seminar i said we're doing a seminar on turkey hunting and the mistakes we turkey hunters make he says well i don't need to do that seminar because i don't make any <laughs> as jimmy would know you know <laughs> I got footage that says otherwise. You've you've been <laughs> you've been lucky lucky and blessed now to been doing this for six or seven years, mm-hmm. work business wise. Turkey hunting as a whole, if you had to pick um, a region, I don't want to say a state, but a region to to turkey hunt in. That's your favorite region, north, south, east, or west. Which one would it be? This is going to sound boring maybe or redundant but i'd have to say southeast because i it, no matter how evil our turkeys are and they are evil mm-hmm. i love hunting at home yeah i love hunting in west alabama and i love 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 south florida mm-hmm. that's the hard, south florida is hard to beat yeah it is it's it's a different me i'm i'm a western guy yeah i i love i love new mexico colorado yeah montana wyoming i love those those states that are I don't know. To me, it just—it's really to me. It's really just something about those Merriams. Not not just the Merriam itself, but that whole region, whether it be Kansas, whether mm-hmm. it be Nebraska, whether it be South Dakota, even up north into more Merriam country. But that part of the world, um, and I don't want to say it's easy because it's really. <laughs> Come on in, Brad. Really, we doing this live? Yeah. It's live casting. <laughs> Where are my keys at? Where are my keys at? They're in the truck, in the wrap truck, stuck in the side of the door. On the driver's side, the closest one you walk out the door. Tell everybody live, I said, what up? You left your keys, Holmes? He picked them up for me. Huh? Where were they? Um, keys to Chula. Oh, I got you. I got you. Back to our podcast. Thanks for interrupting, Brad. Can't have nothing. Yeah. Um, me personally, I'm I'm a Western guy. Yeah. I, I love going out west, and and the reason I do is because I've already spent a whole turkey season here. Our turkey season is pretty much done, if not True. done. True. It's hot. Um, the mosquitoes are bad, and you go out there, and chances are it could be snowing. It could be nice and cool, and mm-hmm. it's like starting spring all over again at yeah. that time of the year. Yeah. I like it up there. Um, I never forget years ago one of the things that that were a shocker to me was the very first time I ever hunted in New York. See, I want to do that. I went with Dick Kirby. And, Never uh, done that before. <laughs> Are y'all five years old? Four and a half. I'm trying to do this. Brad and Slade have walked through us recording this thing three times now, and they're going to come back through. Slade works here, but Brad don't. Mm, but he can stay not working here. He can go on. 
Um, the thing that amazed me about, and I was very skeptical, skeptical about hunting New York. Mm -hmm. And the first time I ever went up there and hunted in New York, went goose hunting yeah. with Dick Kirby years ago when I was working at Mossy Oak. And he invited me to come back and turkey hunt. Well, where we goose hunted versus where we turkey hunted wasn't even close. So my mind's thinking where we turkey hunted, I mean where we goose hunted. And goose hunting, we were up high, up on top. And uh, look at all this stuff. What do you think, like coming in here and just taking stuff and leaving? Did y'all get everything you needed this time? Somebody smells like fertilizer. Y'all been spraying fertilizer or something? We'll be back. Brad smells like perfume. One of the, I can remember way back when I worked at Mossy Oak, one of the coolest places I've ever been. And, and the, I was skeptical about going, but was more intrigued about what it was going to be like was up in New York, in New York State, in the Catskills. Yeah. Um, absolutely incredible amount of turkeys in that state. Mm -hmm. And the hardest goblin easterns outside, I'm going to say even more harder goblin and stronger goblin than Missouri turkeys. Really? Oh, man, it's just incredible. Huh. And I, I didn't know what to expect because the first time I ever went to New York, I went with Dick goose hunting. And we were goose hunting. I guess you would call it up. They called it up on top. Basically, you were in the high country and, gotcha. and big on top of big ridges and stuff and these big open uh, green bean fields and we were goose hunting up there and didn't see many trees and when he brought me back up there to go turkey hunting and uh, the first morning we went out and it kind of it, it it almost and you've hunted in this area in and around tennessee and kentucky around nashville and stuff like yeah. that it's kind of like that yeah big high ridges lots of timber and yeah. valleys yeah. and 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 just absolutely incredible and just the goblinest turkeys you ever wanted to, to be a part of and it's it's been many years since I've been back. I went back after that that trip about three years later, four years later with Preston Pittman, and we hunted Pennsylvania and New York. Uh, Pennsylvania was a little different. Yeah, I've I've well I've hunted Pennsylvania once. I ain't claiming to be an expert. Lot, but lots of people. Lots of people. Uh, lots of people. We hunted public land and. Oof. I never forget we were sitting there yelping this turkey and he was gobbling. We was with Paul Rochelle who used to own the Bears Den. It was a sporting goods store there in PA. And uh, I can hear something coming behind us, and I'm filming Preston. And I told Preston, I said, I think one's coming up behind us. I turn around, it's a guy. <laughs> and he comes walking up, and he looks at me. He goes, just keep yelping. He's coming. And he moves over about 40 yards and sits down, points his gun in the direction the turkey's coming. <laughs> Preston and I got up and left. And so I, said, you can I, have I don't him, think bro. that's going to work. But it's uh, the, the, to me, for what we do and, and the blessing of, of doing this for a living, and getting to turkey hunt all over the country is the friends that we've made over the years mm -hmm. places are, are one thing that they kind of set off your memory bank just a little bit but it's the people it's, yeah and, and us turkey hunters seem to have everything in common when you get to talking about turkey season mm -hmm. deer hunting can change it a little bit uh, but turkey hunters man it's 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 a uh it's a motley crew it it's really a is. it's a common thread you it can is. find it is that's what you get like you said it's like that's there's the you can tell somebody right off the bat that's been bit by it oh yeah and usually you can get along with that person really well, unless they're trying to hunt the spots that you hunt. Yeah, in that unless case. they find out you're trying to <laughs> sublease out from underneath them or something on a property. Ooh-wee. Man. Where's Jordan at? He had, I think he had to take Brindley to the oh, doctor or something. Oh, he had to take the baby to the doctor. He had That's to go right. home and take a nap. Nah, or you don't believe that. I don't you believe. You know where he's at. I don't believe anything he says. He's got for turkey. Probably so. That's exactly where he's at. He had that hard go at season in Mississippi last year, so he – wants to get ahead of the game well you heard what he said that it was last year on in, in when we were in texas so if you go and watch uh on truth about hunting on our on it's probably going to air 
in about two weeks. It's it's the turkey episode. And Jordan seems to be extremely wore out, and we're not even three weeks into turkey season or something like that. And he's already talking <laughs> about he was up like 40-something days or whatever. And oh, like, he right, always does That's that. your own fault. He get up every single morning when you when you don't have to get up. But it's like we talked about in the beginning. If, you, if it's turkey season, you feel like you got to get up. Well, there's something about Jordan when he tells you those kind of stories too. And I would say this if he was sitting right here because I have before. Like if Jordan gives you a number, like I've been up 40 days – like probably cut that number in about a third, and really? that's the actual number. So he was up twelve days. Yeah, that's about something like yeah. <laughs> that's be a lot more accurate. Because uh, yeah. other than that, you're like. <laughs> so where where are you where are you kicking it off first? Y'all going to we're going to go to Florida. Florida, South Florida, y'all March did, the. Y'all did good that last sixth. year. Yeah, um, it's a cool place. It's a cool cool place. The, the turkeys were. Um, they acted like it was like it was it was late, which is kind of what we ran really? into a lot of the places, but yeah, we didn't start seeing turkeys until like the end of our trip until then I mean, like we had i remember it was like our first or second afternoon there we were sitting on um it wasn't a field per se, it was just kind of where these a big uh road ran through it, and then there was like a hammock, and it just kind of was a little bit of an open spot right mm-hmm. there. And uh, we were just sitting there for the afternoon trying to make, mainly just kind of get an idea, maybe roost a turkey. These two longbeards come walking by us like 60 yards. We yelped to them. They looked. They looked at our hen decoy. They they just went, oh. Okay. Kept going. And they just kept walking. We are like, well, that's not good. Hmm. And uh, by the end of the trip. How late I, in the day was it? Was it pretty late? No, it was probably 3 or 4 o'clock. Oh, that's early. I've seen them do that in the afternoons when they're on their way to the yeah. roost and you just can't turn them around if they've yeah. got a specific place they're going. But. Yeah, no, they were just kind of doing their thing. and they just. But by the end of the trip, it started picking up. You could see it starting to happen. But um, Well, for them two kind of turkeys like that, especially in Florida, you know what? You can shoot them with a rifle in Florida. You can. Yeah. We thought about it, yeah. but we didn't do it. <laughs> we we didn't. It didn't get that bad. I'll get you, buddy. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah it started to turn on there at the end. Um, well, Florida's the, Florida's the, Florida is the beginner, and from Florida, it kind of gets hectic right after that, and mm-hmm. it don't take long either. By the time April, first week of April rolls around, everybody's turkey season is open in, in the United States. It's set out west to late April, but and you, you're trying to – it's like trying to catch the rut in 48 states all at the same time. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Knock it out. Two yeah. things you got to have if you want to start turkey hunting good job and a good wife <laughs> you'd probably lose both of them if you ain't careful you're gonna lose a lot of sleep either oh, way oh gosh man he's gonna count base <laughs> it's funny we should take pictures you know how they do those on tv and those commercials they take a picture of you like when you first start a diet and they take you like six <laughs> months later we need to do that take a picture of all of our faces at the, like the day turkey season opens and then take another picture yeah the day turkey season closes and see how bad we look mm big bags on the eyes and come home looking homeless and depraved of sleep and scratches food. across your cheek from the briars because you're trying to crawl through briars to get to that turkey that won't come around the other side and it's crazy it's crazy but i wouldn't trade it for nothing no absolutely not and that's why like, today is a good day we got to break in the podcast topic on this and for the next few weeks months actually this mm-hmm. is this is what we're going to be thinking about um so i think that's enough for today like i said next week we're going to do some pretty intensive turkey gear talk per se. Um, you know what you ought to do? What's that? To really mess with Jordan. 
I would love to opening know. day or whatever the first day is it gets to hunting in Mississippi at his place and he finds a turkey that he's really excited about tell him you want to do a live podcast during the hunt oh no I he would have he would have hard he would have flashbacks from last year he's still not forgiving me for that <laughs> we we went to a spot that I had because we did a live podcast that morning yeah I killed a turkey he was with me we got on another turkey it was just one of those mornings dang near killed the second one and it went off and who knows if we could have killed him and if you asked jordan jordan says oh we would have killed him we would have killed yeah. him but and i was like dude we gotta go like we have a live podcast in 45 minutes and this where we're at right now 30 minutes away from the office yeah. like we got to go not counting the time we got walked back to the truck and you ain't got no electricity yeah so you need like, to get a 12 volt I was like, we, I was like, we got to go, and so he was. He, I was heard, he mumbling, grumbling the whole way. Yeah, well, you kill a turkey, and we get to leave as soon as you kill one. You don't let me kill one. I'm like, we have to go. Like, I'm not doing. I'm not electing to leave the turkey woods. We got work to do. Well, you know, the good thing about not killing the turkey, a second turkey in in that day, and you already got on him. You know, he's going to be there tomorrow, so mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to lose sleep, which is going to happen. Yeah, yep. probably not go to bed, yep. and then get up the next morning and rack your brain about what am i going to do different to see if i can't kill this turkey yeah we went the next morning the very next morning to the same spot we didn't hear a single turkey gobble you want to think i got an earful that morning if we stayed you should have blamed it on him he should have said well you shouldn't have parked where you parked you probably drove right under him if you would have stayed here yesterday we would have killed him no he wants to kill them all huh it reminds me of benny prince when it comes to ducks benny wants to kill 10 ducks flying the hole he wants to kill all 10 of them Oh, anyhow. So, guys, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And like I said, look forward to it because for the next few weeks, months, however long we can chase spring, uh, this is what we're going to be talking about is gobbling turkeys. So, um, as always, also, topics, questions, send them in. Primo's Facebook page, you can send them in. Primo's Facebook or Instagram page, you can send them to my Instagram page. If you need to, it doesn't matter. One way or the other, they will get looked at. So, That is it for today. As always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.